Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. So today I'm going to share a story that I don't think I've ever fully shared before uh, publicly. You probably receive bits and pieces of it throughout my podcast and my YouTube and my social media, but I realized I never really shared it from, you know, the beginning where it all started. So I'm going to share with all of you my spiritual awakening story or journey as I like to think of it and how it started and how I got from there to here. I've shared a lot about my story in the past year and how I've gone from, you know, a corporate job to where I am now, which is, you know, living the life of my dreams, manifesting my vision board. I'm now manifesting the amount of money in one month that I used to make in a year in my job. And, you know, I love sharing that story because I want to help others understand that it's possible for anyone. But honestly, my story goes a lot deeper than just the past year and just my quote unquote manifestation transformation. Because before I really even truly dove into manifestation, I was experiencing a spiritual awakening for quite a while and it kind of happened in stages. And I know that a lot of you are probably, if you're listening to this, have experienced, currently experiencing, going to be experiencing an awakening of some sort, which I think of it as like you're awakening to yourself and you know, you're awakening to your higher self and realizing that all of your thoughts that you have are not all you and a lot of your beliefs and actions and habits have been programmed and conditioned into you. And so learning, you know, who you really are and getting connected with the universe or whatever that means for you. You know, I use the word universe. Maybe for you it's God or goddess or spirit or energy or mother nature or whatever that word is, right? Source. Um, It doesn't matter. But for me, I use the word universe. So my story, I'm going to start rewind a few years ago or actually more than a few years ago. So let's go back to 2015, which is the year I graduated from college. So I studied sociology and education and I ended up going to grad school um, the year after to study education further and I got a teaching credential for teaching elementary school. So I completed that. That was another year and a half. So it would have been 2016 when I completed and graduated and I started teaching and realized, whoa, this isn't making me happy. Teaching isn't for me. And I actually at that point moved to Costa Rica kind of on a whim And I thought that that was going to solve all my problems, right? Like, oh, this thing I wanted to do my entire life isn't making me happy. Maybe I'll move to a tropical paradise. Like that's going to solve my problems, right? So I moved to a beach town in Costa Rica, just a beautiful beach town thinking that would solve the problems and it didn't solve the problem. I just moved my problems from one location to another. (laughs) So I was there for maybe eight or nine months. And then my best friend at the time who was living in the States, or I shouldn't say at the time, she is still my best friend, was also my best friend at the time. We met in college. She was my college roommate and we are still best friends. We've gone through our spiritual awakenings together. So I was in Costa Rica for that time and, you know, nothing was changing. I was still unhappy, just in a really beautiful place. 
So her and I decided to go to Mexico together. So we first backpacked Asia for a month and then we decided to go to Mexico and I had almost no income. She was kind of the same. So we wanted to find a way to do it cheap. So we ended up working at a hostel in a town called Sayulita, which is absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, small town in Mexico. And that was the decision that changed both of our entire lives and this was a turning point in my life because at this point you know I was just at the edge of like ready to start experiencing that awakening but I wasn't quite there yet but I was at the point where I was like I know there's something more like I'm unhappy and nothing is working like what's going on I want to change I want to be successful I was working in a network marketing company which I had been with maybe at that point for a year year and a half and I hadn't had really any success I was making maybe two to three hundred dollars a month you know, maximum. And that was kind of what was supporting me on my travels at the time was that like two to 300, occasionally $400 a month. And I just didn't understand why nothing was working out for me. I want you to understand what my mental state was when I moved to Mexico. So I was still kind of trying to escape my problems. I'm moving from location to location, like, okay, living in Costa Rica didn't work. Let me try Asia. Okay. Bali and Thailand didn't work. Great. Let me try Mexico. And we go to Mexico. We're supposed to be there for a month. We're working at the hostel and we worked about, I think we worked six days a week at the hostel. So it was pretty exhausting actually. It was not quote unquote easy work. We were living in this tiny dorm room, tiny, tiny, tiny dorm room with no air conditioning. And there were three sets of bunk beds. So there were six of us living in a tiny dorm room. We all had these little fans, but it's so hot and humid. So it gets smelly and it's so dirty and there's no privacy and we can't even unpack our suitcases. And we had stuff getting stolen all over the place. And it was just like, it was difficult, you know, but also amazing and beautiful and magical, but very difficult. So this is the time period when my life changed because there was a man who was also staying at the hostels. I won't share his name for his own privacy, but he was this incredible guy. And I think of him as almost like this Peter Pan figure because he was always walking around in like these like cutoff shorts with no shirt. He had this like jungle vibe, like this very like young at heart kind of vibe to him. He was probably, I don't know, about my age at the time. So 20s and living in a hostel you get to know everyone who stays there very very well and so we all really got to know each other and after a time I got to know him and he was a really interesting guy because he would go and he would meditate every single day and he was exercising all the time and he was like reading all these really interesting books and had lots of really interesting ideas about life and I remember once he said to me you know I, I never truly get angry anymore you know, not that I don't get angry, but I don't lash out anymore. I don't have, you know, emotional outbreaks at people. Um, I just kind of like let things be like I surrender to life. And I was like, what does that even mean? What is this guy talking about? How can you not get angry at people? How can you like control your emotions in that way? This is crazy. You know, what does it even mean to surrender? Like what? This stuff just sounded crazy to me, but I was intrigued. And I remember asking him about meditation and he offered to teach me how to meditate. And I said, yes. Okay. That is the first moment that changed my life because the next day he took me and a couple of our other friends to the beach and he taught me to meditate. He sat down and gave me probably like a 10 minute rundown on how our brains work and 
why meditation is important and what it really means and how to do it. And then we sat there and we meditated for, I don't even know how long, because to me, it felt like, it felt like three hours, but also one minute at the same time. Like it's still to this day, that is one of the most profound meditation experiences I've ever had is that very first time. And it's funny because the year after that, every time I tried to meditate, I was trying to get back to that first experience and I never could quite get there because it was such a profound experience that first time. And we were sitting in front of the ocean and I totally got, got lost in, you know, I don't know where I was. It's like, you know, when it finished, I opened my eyes and I had forgotten where I was. And I felt this sense of calm and tranquility wash over my entire body. And it was almost like I was seeing colors in the meditation. I was seeing all of these different colors flash through. It was almost like I was seeing them through my third eye. And I didn't even know what that meant at the time or what was going on, but it was very peaceful and calming. And I remember I was meditating so long that my legs and my feet fell asleep and they actually had to tap me to end my meditation because we had been sitting there for so long and everyone else was done meditating. But it was so profound. And so that moment changed my life because for the rest of that trip, I went to this secret beach by myself almost every single day to practice meditating. And like I said, I never quite got back to that same profound experience. And I was getting frustrated because I would go and the voice in my head wouldn't stop talking and I couldn't get peaceful and calm. But then I would realize and remember everything I learned about meditation and how it's not about getting rid of those voices, right? Not about getting rid of the thoughts. It's about becoming the observer of your thoughts. It's about no longer feeding into them, just letting them kind of float by or pass by. And I would practice this and it would get easier and easier. And I always tell people meditation is like a muscle. You know, in the beginning, it's going to be harder. It's just like going to the gym. It's harder in the beginning. You have to build that habit. You have to build that muscle and it takes practice. It is a practice. It's like a muscle. You have to build it up. So I started meditating almost every day and that really opened up this entire new side of consciousness for me because suddenly I was experiencing like insights and downloads and all kinds of things that I never experienced before and thinking about the world in a completely different way. And, you know, I was probably only meditating maybe for... 10-15 minutes most days uh, but it was all I needed so meditation completely transformed my life and still to this day meditation has continued to play a big part in my life and then the second moment that changed my life was the same I'll call him Peter Pan boy because that's honestly how I think of him in my mind he told me to read a new earth he uh he told me what changed my life And at that time, remember, I was in this mental state of just so desperate. And truly, I was also so shy, like painfully shy at this time in my life where sometimes if people gave me too much attention, I would turn bright red, like tomato red and get like mortified. I was so embarrassed. It was to the point where I was sometimes embarrassed to speak up or to talk because I was so worried that my face would turn red. And I have really pale skin um, just by nature and So my face gets literally like a red balloon. My face gets so red when I'm really embarrassed and it hardly ever happens to me anymore. But it used to happen all the time because I was so insecure and so nervous about what other people thought of me. And so I never spoke my truth and I never spoke up and I was awkward and uncomfortable and I was always worried about saying the wrong things. And so I wasn't truly living. Uh, I was only really comfortable with my close friends. I didn't feel safe to be myself. And so I was... You know, this was all really, really, really holding me back and I just didn't know how to free myself from this and it just felt like I was trapped in my own life. So I was like, great, you know, whatever you say. Meditation was amazing. So you tell me to read this book, I'm going to read this book. And he actually gave me a list of, I think, three or four books to read. One of them also being 
the four agreements which i have now read so many times and passed on to so many friends it's a really short easy read and very profound if you've never read it i highly recommend it but going back to a new earth the second he recommended that to me i had a kindle i downloaded it on my kindle that day i read it in about i think less than two days and then i reread it again in the same week and my life was never the same it profoundly changed my life and the way i experienced my reality and thought about consciousness and my best friend who was living at the hostel with me working there with me I recommended to her to read it as well so we would go to the beach once or twice a week we had this kind of private area of the beach that we would go to the same beach I would meditate on it was kind of like there's a main beach and then you have to walk over all of these rocks you can get to a smaller private beach and then if you walk through some more rocks you get to an even smaller more private beach and there were like three or four of them and so we'd been there for a while and we knew how to get to the private beaches that the tourists wouldn't be at so we'd go there and we would bring a new earth and we would bring some towels and we'd bring a picnic of snacks and hummus and fruit and avocados and we were so cheap we would like eat cans of beans for lunch so we'd bring like our cans of beans and our avocados and um, maybe some chips and hummus and we would study a new earth together we would focus on a chapter and like read passages to each other that really struck us or stood out and we talk about them and we would really apply it to our lives so we were like applying the inner work together and it was really really a magical time and it did start to change our lives it started to impact our lives because we started to realize oh wow like our external reality is a reflection of what's going on inside of us like our consciousness is creating everything like the world is like this big hologram reflecting my own consciousness and what can this really be true and we were learning also about abundance and universal laws of giving and receiving and so we decided to start applying these things and I remember we we had this favorite burrito shop we'd go to and you know the owner knew us and he would always talk to us we would go like two or three times a week we were so obsessed and it was our favorite place and we didn't have a lot of money right we hardly had any money we were both not really making incomes maybe a few hundred dollars a month and we're working at a hostel to have a free place to stay and so we didn't have a lot of money But we decided to just tip 100% one night, I remember. And that was something that was very uncomfortable for me at the time because I still had major scarcity programming and always felt like I never had enough money and I never would have enough money. And I was terrified of spending money and I, I never did have any money. But we had been learning about the universal laws and consciousness and abundance. It was like, all right, we're gonna try this. So we tipped 100% and we felt so good about it. And then I remember... That night, I sat down in a hammock and on the hammock, there was like, I think it was like, I don't remember, maybe 100 pesos, which probably translates to like, I don't know, four or five US dollars. But at the time, that was a ton of money to me because that was probably about the amount that I had tipped. And, you know, at the time I had hardly any money that seemed like a lot of money. And in Mexico where the meals were, you know, 100 pesos for a meal was a lot. So I had tipped that for the meal and literally an hour later I sat down and there it is and I asked everyone around if it was theirs and no one knew whose it was it was kind of like a public hammock that the hostel used and um, no one claimed the money and so I was told to just keep it and I was like wow this is crazy like did this really just happen 
you know, I show up abundantly and give money when I feel nervous about it. And then I receive the money back an hour later, like what is going on? And then the next morning I'm walking around the town or on the cobblestones. I always walked around town barefoot. It's one thing I miss about living in Mexico is just being barefoot all the time. And I stepped on money and I looked down and there's like another, it was like 80 or 90 pesos. And I was like, this is crazy. I realized the more abundant I was, the more abundance I received. And that was the first moment when I was like, there is something to this. This is so weird. Like, what is going on? It was so magical. And my best friend and I used to have conversations because we had a lot of our clothing stolen. We had some of our dresses stolen and some of our clothing. And I remember being so frustrated and angry because we thought we knew who it was, but we couldn't prove it. And then we started studying this stuff and studying a new earth and reading it together. And we decided to look at it from a different perspective and realize that, you know, everything isn't happening to us. It's happening for us. Right. And looking at it from, you know, her perspective, just being like, you know what, if she really is taking our clothing I hope that she needs it more than us. Like she must. Like we don't need these dresses. We'll be okay without them. Life goes on. Let's take the high road here. Like let's let's be abundant and loving about this. How can we be more loving? And and we were trying to apply the process of forgiveness. And this was the first time I remember like consciously trying, okay, how can I forgive this person who hasn't said sorry, who hasn't apologized, who doesn't even feel remorse, and yet I'm forgiving them? And to this day, it's still a difficult process. But you know, I realized that when you forgive someone, it's not about them. It's not saying what they did was right or wrong. And this was so powerful. And I remember the last day before we left, my friend actually gifted one of her newer dresses to the girl who we thought was stealing from us because, you know, we knew she wouldn't have been doing that just out of spite. And so she gifted her that dress and that actually started you know a beautiful relationship with this girl and was probably the love that she was looking to receive and you know we were also realizing that if our life is a reflection of our own consciousness and at some point if she's stealing from us there's some way that we are stealing from ourselves there's some way that we're not totally being there for ourselves there's some way that we are cheating ourselves in life and this is a reflection of that so how can we meet this with more forgiveness more compassion more love and you know have that forgiveness and I started to understand what this man meant to me when he said that he didn't have these outbreaks of anger at people anymore because that was how I felt I wanted to be so angry at her why are you stealing our stuff even some of our cash was gone and there was nothing we could do about it we couldn't prove it but instead I chose compassion and forgiveness and love and therefore, it turned into this beautiful situation where she was able to learn a lesson. We were able to learn a lesson. We cultivated this beautiful relationship with her. You know, when we came back to Mexico the next year, we still had this positive relationship with her. And so it totally shifted the reality. We got into this higher vibration. We like shifted into this higher timeline, this this um, path of, of more fulfillment. And we continued to manifest more abundance because we knew... When we release resistance, we open up to receive more. So even though we felt like, all right, our cash has been stolen, our dresses have been stolen, we're opening up to receive more. Like what is the lesson we can learn here? And that was the first time I had ever applied what I called the inner work to my life. And that was the beginning of a spiritual awakening. Now, mind you, at this time, I still wasn't studying manifestation, still didn't know what that was. That hadn't really crossed my mind yet. I was just learning about consciousness and abundance and the nature of the universe and things like that. And, you know, I was also partying all the time still. I hadn't completely shifted my lifestyle. I was still drinking a lot, um, you know, still not really having success in making money. And 
after that month in Mexico, I ended up going back to Costa Rica for, I don't know, another six months or so. And, you know, kind of continued to practice this stuff, got off track a lot. I started to have a little bit more success, but not that much. It was coming in waves and, you know, it was difficult. I was falling back into my old patterns in Costa Rica. And then eventually I came back to the States and that is when I moved to Colorado and got a corporate job. You know, it felt like I had to do that. I had all this pressure from my parents, like, what are you doing? You're not making any money or you're not using your college degree and blah, blah, blah. And I kind of gave into that pressure. And those few months in Costa Rica, my spiritual awakening journey kind of was put on pause. I didn't really make any other progress, which was okay. It was exactly the experience I needed to have. But then when I got to Colorado, I was in my corporate job for a few months. And that was when I was like, all right, this is the end of the end. I cannot do this. And at that point, manifestation fell into my lap, basically. But the thing is, if I had never had that experience in Mexico where I had been open to meditation and I read a new earth a few times, I started to learn about spirituality and I had kind of like, you know, that role model of someone who had kind of applied all of this to their lives. And I saw how calm he was and I saw how at peace he seemed and, and how fulfilled he seemed. He was like traveling the world and he was making music and traveling the world and he just seemed so at peace with himself and I just remember seeing that and being like okay there's got to be something here because I've always been the kind of person most of my life who is like oh this stuff is fake it's so woo woo like spirituality that's stupid you know we just live and then we die and what happens in between is like totally up to you and nothing means anything and there is you know there's no god and there's no nothing nothing has any meaning at all right I was always one to say like things don't happen for a reason, that is bullshit, right? That was like totally my point of view. And that viewpoint has changed throughout my life because when I was in high school in the beginning of college, I was extremely religious, started going to church by myself. My family's not religious, got really into Christianity and then didn't like the rules around it. You know, I was like searching for some meaning in life, but I didn't like the rules, there was something off about it. And so then I stepped out of that and went into this like life has no meaning phase. And then that's when I when, you know, had that experience in Mexico where I opened up to, okay, maybe life does have more meaning, but maybe it doesn't have to be, you know, as strict and restricted as what I experienced in church and in organized religion. And, you know, organized religion maybe is really great for some people, but for me it wasn't. And what I've learned is that, you know, religion is just learning from someone else's experience of spirituality. Spirituality is having that experience yourself, learning from your own experiences. And so that's what I was stepping into. I didn't want to trust a book that was telling me about someone else's experience. I wanted to have these experiences. I didn't just want to believe things that people told me. I wanted to feel it myself. I wanted to immerse myself in it. I wanted to to know that it was real. And so I had grown up my whole life being like, this stuff is not real. There's no proof. But when I had that role model and I saw it and then I started to actually apply it to my life, I was like, wow, wait, there's something here. And that's why when manifestation crossed my path, you know, when I moved to Colorado, I had heard of it before when I was living in Costa Rica the second time. I tried it a few times. It never worked. So I was like, whatever, this is stupid. I'm going to stop wasting time on this. Moved to Colorado and it crossed my path for the second time. I had people mention it. I saw it all the time on social media and I felt drawn to it. And I'm telling you, if I had not already had the experiences that I had had in Mexico, I would not have given manifestation a chance. 
you know, everything happened the way it happened for a reason. Everything happened in divine timing. If in Mexico I had been given books on manifestation and law of attraction, I would have been like, this is silly. You know, I wouldn't have given it a second thought. Everything happens for a reason. Trust the timing of the universe. When I look back and I'm just like so in awe of how the timing worked perfectly in my life and it took me years of, you know, struggle to get where I am, but it all happened for a reason. So I'm in Colorado. It was 2018 when I moved there. And then in kind of like Christmas, New Year's between 2018 and 2019 is when I seriously dove into manifestation, like really started taking it seriously and really started studying it and investing money in it. And I started investing money in coaches and courses and uh, mentors and conferences. And that's when my life started to seriously change. And I've recorded a couple of podcast episodes on exactly what that what that year of my life has looked like. If you want to hear it in detail, episode 32 of my podcast is called How I Manifested My Dream Life and How You Can Too. Kind of shares, I think, what the first more of, yeah, six months or so of my journey looked like and manifesting my entire vision board. And since then, things have played out, you know, in even more magical and synchronistic ways. You know, everything on my vision board did manifest and, and, and more, so much more. But it wouldn't have happened if I didn't in the beginning set that standard, set that foundation of the spiritual awakening of waking up and realizing that there's more to the world and my consciousness and the nature of the universe and souls and all of that. And that's why in my academy now I teach this. I don't just teach manifestation because what I found is when you just have manifestation, but you don't have the groundwork, you don't have the awareness of the nature of the universe and you don't understand like the nature of your consciousness and how your internal world interacts with the external world it can be very difficult to manifest. And I and I know that's why it happened in my journey. You know, my journey took me so long. My spiritual awakening took a couple of years to fully immerse myself in it because all of the lessons I learned and the things I experienced and the struggles I had made me the person I am who is now able to take those lessons and those struggles and turn them into opportunities to help others who experience the same thing. So people who are where I was, uh, you know, one, two, three, four, five years ago, I can now help them have this kind of growth you know, in, in 10 weeks or a few months rather than the years it took, it took me because it's so important. You know, manifestation is so much more than just learning how to manifest. You need to have that, that baseline. You need to have these understandings. You need to be able to observe your, your own thoughts and your thinking and your belief systems. And it's so powerful. And, and if you're listening to this, I, I just want you to understand that the universe will send you people into your life when you are ready. The universe will send teachers and mentors into your life to help you on this path. And this does not just necessarily mean coaches or paid teachers. Well, it will mean that sometimes I've had so many mentors like right now. I, I still do. I have two mentors, two coaches right now. And but the universe will also send you teachers in the most unexpected ways Right. For example, the as I still call him, the Peter Pan boy, right? The guy at the hostel. And there have been many people like this throughout my journey who show up and just give me that next piece of the puzzle. And you just have to stay open. Stay open. I could have in the beginning been like, no, that sounds weird. I don't want to learn to meditate. But I said yes. And I read the book he suggested. And I remember being in Colorado and I met someone who started talking to me about spirit guides and 
you know, the nature of our souls. And instead of being like, that's weird. I feel uncomfortable. I was like, yes, tell me more. And I continued to attract people who had like the next piece of the puzzle for me on my spiritual awakening journey. It was like every person I attracted had that next level of information or guidance for me. And sometimes they were friends. Sometimes they were strangers. Sometimes they were random people. Sometimes they were teachers that I ended up hiring, mentors that I ended up hiring, coaches or healers that I ended up hiring. And sometimes it was just a passing by experience that last 20 minutes. Sometimes it's friendships that formed. But stay open to the teachers. Look for the teachers. There is a lesson to be learned from every single person you come into contact with. Whether it's just that one person who you're talking to in the line at the grocery store or whether it's that person your friend introduces you to that wants to get coffee with you or, you know, it could be anyone. Every single person has something to share with you or you wouldn't be crossing their path. But if we ignore these people, if we are not open to every single person as being a teacher, we lose opportunity. We miss out on lessons. And if you're missing out on lessons, you're stagnating your growth. Because the universe will continue to send you that same lesson over and over and over until you see it and learn it and become aware of it and open to it. So stay open to the lessons. Stay open to the teachers. The next level is always available. There's always more to realize, to grow. There's another level to reach. And the universe will always send you and guide you down that path. But you must stay open open to the teachers. Us humans are not meant to walk down this path alone. We are not. You're not meant to try to navigate a spiritual awakening on your own. It can be overwhelming. It can be emotional. It can be difficult. There's lots of ups and downs and highs and lows. It's not just like this straight up path to giddiness and and bliss and happiness. You have to feel the low to feel the high. And so it's going to be emotional. It's going to be difficult. And sometimes you might feel like no one understands you. No one gets it. You don't relate to people in the same way. You might feel like your identity is like changing at every single moment. You don't know who you are anymore. It's like this death and rebirth of your identity every single day can feel overwhelming. You don't know who you are. You don't know who your friends are. You don't know if you relate to them anymore. If they relate to you and does your family get it and are they judging you and Will you have any friends after this? And how do you find the people who support you? And why does it feel so difficult but so good at the same time? There's so many emotions going on. And, you know, I don't know if anyone resonates with this, but this is what it felt like for me. So confusing. So many highs and lows. Which is why I say you're not meant to experience this on your own. But you have to stay open to the guidance and to the guidance coming in ways that you may not expect or imagine. I still like to this day think back to that moment when, you know, I met this guy who showed me how to meditate and gave me that book. And what if that had never happened? I wouldn't be here talking to you on this podcast right now. You know, but the thing is, it's silly to think that it would never have happened because it was supposed to happen, right? Like I believe in soul contracts and, you know, what this means is our souls before we incarnate here, right? We have eternal souls and before we incarnate here, we create soul contracts or like agreements with other souls to help each other learn lessons, right? So our souls, I came in contact with this guy at this point because we had a soul contract for him to help kind of spark that awakening when my soul was ready. And that is why our souls matched up at that time, right? I attracted him into my life at that specific time when I needed that awakening, when I was ready for it. And I knew I was just like ready for something more. And oftentimes a lot of people hit that rock bottom before a spiritual awakening because 
we get so comfortable in our lives. And sometimes we need some sort of rock bottom to give us that motivation to try something new and be like, you know what? I'm open to anything, which is kind of where I was. I was like, I'm open to anything. Please just help me. Show me. There's got to be something else. And, you know, I had that kind of second rock bottom right before I started diving into manifestation in Denver when I was in my corporate job and just unhappy. So it's like every time I kind of hit a rock bottom, I get propelled way upward. But you also don't need to hit a rock bottom to have a spiritual awakening. You can just be ready for it and be open to it. And you might feel like that. So what I want you to get from this really is if you're experiencing like that tumultuous journey of ups and downs and highs and lows and it's overwhelming and you think you're having a spiritual awakening or a spiritual up level or, you know, any kind of up level or awakening at any point, maybe you don't consider it to be spiritual. Maybe it's just an awakening of some kind. Maybe you're just becoming aware of belief systems and your psyche and your subconscious and it's a lot. And I promise you there is someone there to guide you and to support you and to help you. There is someone there waiting to take your hand and guide you, but you have to be open to it, ready for it, aware of it, and have space for it. We all have soul contracts here with people to help guide us along the path, and they will show up. You don't always need to go search them out. I have not once ever searched out a mentor. I have not once ever searched out a coach. I have not once ever searched out people to help me. They've all just shown up in crazy ways. Like my first ever manifestation coach, she just kind of like appeared to me. For some reason, I I stumbled across her on Instagram and just vibed with her and reached out to her. And my first ever spiritual coach. My friend, I was talking to my friend about this problem I was having and she was like, oh, I just had this session with this woman. Like you should reach out to her. I reach out to her and we end up doing coaching together for a few months. That was my first ever spiritual coach. And, you know, things like that continue to happen. People just showed up when I was ready for them. Same with my first business coach and same with every other coach and mentor I've ever had. I never like Google searched coach or mentor, not saying that you shouldn't do that. But oftentimes, if you are open to it and ready for it, the people who are here to guide you will show up because you have soul contracts with them. And it is meant to be in this life that when your soul is ready, you will attract them into your life to help you learn this specific lesson. We can even have soul contracts with people who don't feel like teachers or guides. Might be someone who just creates drama in our lives. But that drama, that situation is still here to help you learn a lesson to up-level in your life. To experience that next level, we need to go through the struggle and the challenges. Every challenge or struggle is an opportunity to find the lesson and to level up, to raise our vibration. Every single person is a teacher. Every single person is a guide. I know I'm like hammering this point in, but you know, once you get this, your life will change. You will start to look at every single person you come across in a completely different light. Our reality is this big hologram. Okay, why didn't they show up in my hologram? Why did they show up in my game? I consider life like a game. Why are they here? Life is a mirror to me. It's all just a game of me leveling up and learning these lessons. So what lesson are they here to help me learn? How can I learn it? How can I grow through this person, this experience? So that's kind of an overview of kind of my spiritual awakening journey. And I want you to get that, you know, it is not a straight path. There's ups and there's downs and there's going to be time periods where you feel like you're not growing and you're stagnant. But, you know, you still are growing. The time periods when I look back and I'm like, I went backwards, I was stagnant. That's just how I felt at the time. But I look back and I'm like, yeah, I needed to have those experiences. Those struggles that I had when I felt like I was stuck, those are the same struggles that now help me relate to others. Those are the same struggles that helped me learn the lessons that I needed to teach others, right? Right. 
The struggles you're having now are helping you become the person you need to be to live the life that you want to live. Even if you feel stuck, even if you feel stagnant, I promise you'll look back and you're going to be grateful. But the path is not linear. And even though it's not linear and even though it's up and down, you're still on the right one. I promise. And you have support available to you. I promise. Stay open. Stay receptive. You've got this. I love you. I'm so honored that you made it here throughout this entire podcast. I really hope it helped you or resonated with you. I wanted to share kind of what my journey has looked like going back a little bit further because I know that a lot of people have this kind of like misconception that I just one day found manifestation and my whole life just totally transformed. And while that is kind of true, that's not the whole story right? There's a lot of other work and struggles that I experience and people tend to get down on themselves when they experience struggles. Like, why is this not happening? Why is my life not changing? And struggles are normal. You're going to have them. You're going to have periods of time where it just feels like, ugh, what's going on? It's normal. They're still happening for you. You are human. You did not sign up for a linear existence. You signed up for growth and that happens through the ups and downs. So, That is all I have for you today. I hope that this episode served you. I hope you took something away from it. If you are looking for that support system, I would love to have you in my academy. I would love to guide you through whatever you're experiencing and help you reach that next level and start to manifest in your life. If you feel called to that, go ahead and apply for the academy. The link is in my show notes. I also have been hosting free manifestation trainings every single week. They are so just like off the charts. They have been insane. The feedback I've been getting from them is like feedback I've never received before. Every single week, they get better and better. I have women who are literally manifesting money just by being on the training because the energy is so high vibe. So on these trainings, I share basically everything you need to know to manifest in your life Um, and we go pretty deep into like subconscious reprogramming and like the deep stuff the quantum stuff the transformational stuff so if you're wanting to dive into manifesting more abundance more money more love into your life go ahead and sign up for the training if you can't make it make sure you still sign up because you'll receive the recording in your email it's going to be really powerful and i'm also doing a live question and answer session Uh, after the training. So if you have questions you want to ask me, this is your opportunity. The link will also be in the show notes. I also wanted to remind you that if my podcast has resonated with you, helped you or served you in any way, it would mean the world to me if you could write me a honest review on iTunes. If you do choose to do so, make sure you take a screenshot of that review and email it over to hello at pursuitofbliss.net and my team will send you a little gift from me. You're going to get a guided meditation that I have recorded specifically for you. So make sure you do that. And I'm sending you all so much love and light and abundance. I hope you have a absolutely beautiful rest of your day.